What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? We got another game preview on our hands. It's our final preseason game of the year. The Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the Cleveland Browns at home. Then we got some more Chris Jones drama. No deal in place yet. Um, is the holdout actually going to bleed into the season? We do not know. Going to discuss all that. Then we got questions uh, to cover today. It's going to be a good one, Chiefs Kingdom. So with that being said, welcome to the Keem Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs podcast, and you're with your host, producer, Eric Papardis. Again, welcome to Keenan Connect. If you guys don't know who I am, I'm a certified health and performance trainer, corrective exercise specialist, and nutritional coach. Uh, longtime Kansas City Chiefs fan, but most importantly, a football fan. Uh, we're recording this episode today on Thursday, August 24th. This is episode 95 of the podcast. Yes, I said it, 95. So that means we have five more until 100. Yes. 100 episodes of the podcast it's crazy i didn't think we were going to get to this point um i know we're not actually officially there but it's one of those things where i'm like just thinking about it like damn i really have gotten that many you know episodes out for this podcast and again i appreciate the guys who actually take the time to listen my fans um it's not a big podcast i think the one thing that I know that would probably get a little bit bigger is probably the YouTube scenery. Um, but, you know, I don't I feel like, you know, I have to go live if I do that, even though most people don't have to go live. Um, I just feel like you would get more engagement that way. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I love this podcast. I appreciate everybody who's listening to this podcast. Um, I'm OK with how everything is going, so. For you guys who take the time to listen to this on all your audio platforms, keep doing it for me. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find it, um, please take the time, listen. I enjoy, you know, I enjoy you guys. Five star rating, leave a good review. It's all appreciated. All right, so let's actually get on with this episode. Like I said, we got a preview today. It's our final preseason game of the year. We're taking on the Cleveland Browns. Um, I normally would look at the rosters, but at the end of the day, you know that a lot of the starters probably won't play. Uh, I can see maybe the starting offensive line, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, maybe some of the starting receivers. I don't know. I just can't see Kelsey and Mahomes playing this game. Usually he doesn't have his guys play the last game, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, you never know what could happen. Um, I would prefer Mahomes not to play this game. And like I said, Andy usually doesn't have his starters play the last game. But knowing him, if he if he feels like he needs to put his guys out there, he will put his guys out there. He he, he won't hesitate to do that. But that's just never been his M.O. Um, but the biggest thing that, you know, we got to talk about, obviously, is Chris Jones. And, you know, we're going to get into that. Um but a little bit about, I guess, if we're going to go over the offense and defense. Um, as far as uh, our offense goes, you know, the QB is just, you know, whoever plays, whether that be Shane Bouchelle, you know, which will, he'll probably start the game, I can imagine. Maybe maybe um, 
gosh dang it, Blaine Gabbert will probably start uh, start the game. Who knows? But those guys will most likely get a lot of the playing time. And then, you know, obviously, Chris uh, Ludicon will um, – gosh, I say that all the time. I, I It's it's Oladokun. I keep um, messing his last name up. Uh, I can imagine those guys will get most of the playing time. So just keep being efficient. Last game, all the quarterbacks were efficient, even though Mahomes essentially was the worst one uh, as far as quarterback rating goes and our passer rating he this the quarterbacks to stay efficient whoever's out there um i need more out of the backup offensive line need to see more out of you guys uh stars look great obviously but just need to see more out of the backup just you know the tackles kind of look weird uh wanya morris didn't really have a good game the last game but he played really well against the saints so i don't know i don't know if that was just because they were working him over um, on both sides, and he just wasn't really comfortable on one side. I don't know, um, but he's supposed to essentially be their swing. What what was really funny is that they I I guess I didn't notice this at first that so they had uh, Lucas Niang playing left tackle. I guess I I really just didn't notice it at first uh, going back and rewatching the game. Um, which, by the way, uh, NFL Plus hasn't up i don't know if they haven't updated their app or anything like that but i cannot access any of the all 22 as of right now um you can go back and access that on the the previous years but you can't do it on any of the games so far so i don't know i can't remember if they just didn't allow it for preseason and then they once they did it for a regular season i can't remember how the setup is but um yeah, just want to see more out of the backup offensive line. Uh, I do want to see more out of Denetric uh, Prince. I think this is – or Denaric Prince. I think this is his chance to really, really try to show out um, because what we saw was a guy who was getting talked about heavily in practice but seemed, seemed like he needs the practice squad a little bit from what I see and from what most people see. In the wide receiver room, just keep working. Um, this, this, this room is deep. So a lot of the guys that, you know, you're probably not going to make this team keep balling out, dude, you know, ball out, ball out. So you can literally make it on another team, make it on another team. Like Amir Smith, Marset, you got, um, Cornell Powell Crawford was already waived, but I can see a situation. I think it was like an injury settlement type of thing, but I can see a situation where, you know, he may get picked up at some point. Uh, Remigio, I don't see him making the practice squad, but, you know, he could just because of his injury. I can see them kind of figuring out a way due to like an injury settlement or something like that just to kind of hold on, hold on to him. Um, gosh, Firefogel. Uh, 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 Firefogel might find his way on another team. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that Andy Reid and the Chiefs are connected to. You know, you got Eric Bieniemy in Washington. You got uh, Doug Peterson down in Jacksonville. Cornell Powell should go down to Jacksonville. That would probably be a good start for him. They don't really have, other than Ridley, Ridley's like their, like their really number one established receiver. I know Christian Kirk was paid to be their number one established receiver. But at the same time, you know, it's Christian Kirk. Like, has Christian Kirk really been like a dominant, ever been a dominant receiver in the league? You know, and let's be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, he's the one who kind of fucked everything up for Tyree Kill a year ago. But <clears throat> as far as like staying in Kansas City, and um, I just think I 
back to what I was saying originally, I think Cornell Powell would be great for Jacksonville. And uh, he'd be reunited with uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I think Doug Peterson could really utilize him. And uh, Amir Smith-Marset, he's going to make another team. You know, he'll, he should be – in my opinion, he's a starter on another team. He came from Minnesota. Um, What else was I going to say? <clears throat> yeah, just as far as the offense goes, like I said, quarterbacks need to stay efficient, need to see more out of the backup offensive line, backup running backs, you know, need to play well, and the wide receiver room just keep working. Um, as far as the defense goes, uh, need to get more pressure uh, from the defensive line. And I want to see more out of uh, Malik Herring and Joshua Kando, especially those guys, because I, I will say maybe one of them is looking from the outside in. Or, you know what, at the end of the day, they could keep multiple defensive ends pending on how Chris Jones' situation is because they're going to need all the defensive line they could possibly have. Um. Also, uh, less blitzing. Uh, you know, it's spags. It's a spags thing. But at the same time, if you are, just connect when you do. There was a lot of guys that were missing tackles from last week. Um, be more disciplined in the secondary with the young guys. A lot of guys were getting a little handsy on there. Some penalties were flying around. Um, just be more disciplined. And the linebackers, you just need to stay aggressive towards the run um, and be a little bit more better towards the pass, um, especially across the middle. It's always been an issue for our linebacking core. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much the expectations for the offense and the defense, nothing too special. Like I said, it's the last preseason game. This is just the last opportunity for guys to get a last look and to try to make it on another squad. Um, I'm not going to really go over the Browns death chart because at the end of the day, who fucking cares? Um, and we all know, uh, Deshaun Watson, that dumbass is, um, he's going to be their starter. Who, who, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Cleveland this year. They're playing in a tough ass division and it's, I'm not in, but you know what, if Deshaun Watson can get back to who he was as a quarterback, they might be a little bit more competitive. They did trade trade uh, Josh Dobbs today to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just – they're moving guys all around. They traded Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. So, you know, they're they're just legitimately just trying to – they're cleaning house because I, I, think, I think they know what this year is. Now, as far as Jonathan Gannon goes, I, I don't know if he's a bridge coach or, you know, the, the thing is we're tanking for Caleb Williams – and we're going to trade Kyler at the end of the year, you know, and you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. It's a pretty, pretty weird situation going on in Arizona, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they traded for Josh Dobbs from Cleveland. So we won't be seeing him anymore. I thought they got rid of Kellen Mond, but they kept him. So you'll be seeing a lot of Kellen Mond and um, Dorian Thompson, who's like their uh, their second string, who they named today. Um, the Cleveland Browns defense, they they always have like guys, but it, they just never could put it together. You know, it's usually they would have a corner, you know, and then a D lineman, and then they would have a good, a, maybe a decent safety, but their linebackers were always trash and. Um, it, it was just one of those things that like, Hey, at the end of the day, you know, they just can't figure out how to put this defense, you know, together, you know, they had Jadavian Clowney for a few years. Look how that t 
turned out for him. You know, Jadavion Clowney's always been, you know, a bust, but at the same time, you know, you, you brought him in, you had expectations, he didn't pan out for you. You know, you just it's just Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is just that defense, and that's pretty much what it is. So who knows? I don't think the Cleveland Browns are I don't think they're gonna be super competitive. I, I think they're them and the Steelers should be fighting for third place. It's probably going to be a battle before the between the Ravens, pending on their injuries, and then you know Cincinnati should be there. Um, but Chiefs just pull the W out, young guys get the W, showcase yourselves this weekend, have a good time. Um, let's get on with uh, some of the nitty gritty stuff. Like I said, this is the biggest thing we're all really, really concerned right now is legitimately. Chris Jones. I I know I have said this from day one that I was very, very positive, optimistic that they were going to get a deal done with him. I am no longer there. I, you know, and things can change. People can change. It, it, don't hold me against anything and say that, oh, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm, cha- you know, I'm a, I don't know, whatever you want to say, just bullshitting or whatever, just trying to switch sides automatically. No, people can change their, change their minds and change how they feel about a circumstance. I love Chris Jones, but at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm pretty much what the fuck, what the fuck's going on? This should have never came down to this point. Um, I'm going to pull up a couple stats that I want to, you know, show you guys. One's from Seth Kaiser. I'm going to go to Seth Kaiser's page first because I saw this good stat line from him about Chris Jones um, yesterday. <laughs> Stupid picture of him. Um Oh, he shared that. He retweeted it. That's what he did. Okay. Damn, Seth, you tweet weird shit. Okay, here's the stat line that I was looking for. All right. From Seth Kaiser on... uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, um, per PFR, Pro Football Reference, of the Chiefs' 185 pressures in 2022, that's combined hurries slash knockdowns slash sacks. 46 of them were from Chris Jones. That's 24.9%, a quarter of their pressures coming from one guy. 44 more at 23.8% came from Clark slash Dunlap, who are no longer in Kansas City. That's a lot. It is. That is a lot. Um, and he also replied with it and said, there are a lot of you know replies of Chiefs that will be able to replace Jones' production. And he's like, I hope so, but that would require, one, another, another player developing into a top three pass rusher right this second which is not going to happen. Number two, at least three players developing into a very good pass rushers right now. 
could actually happen. But the, the, the notion of trying to get a guy now, it's not going to happen. That's why this is messed up because there's no one to replace that production immediately. Um, gosh, uh, see if I, I know I retweeted this other deal that he had. Um, no, that's not what I was looking for. There was literally another. There was another stat line that I was trying to look up that really made a lot of perfect sense. Let's see if. Um. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, totally different news. Um, yeah, I cannot find, I cannot find this stat line that I was trying to look for. It was really good. It was, um, yeah, it was literally another thing for, Oh, well, I can't find it. That the the one thing I really want you guys to know is that that Seth Kaiser tweet, that that's a true story about Chris. Um and at the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen. Um oh, that's who I was looking for. Dang it. I had the guy written down. I could have just looked at the name, idiot. All right, so you had Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Now, he used to be with PFF. Um, not a lot of people like him. I, you know, actually kind of, you know, I don't mind him and stuff like that. He actually has good stats, you know, good information thrown out there. Um, Dang, Eric, you tweet a lot of... Okay. All right. So he tweeted this earlier in August. I called him the favor and got Chris's uh, PFF uh, war score for his career. Um, I don't know how they're saying this, but point three is very good for a defensive tackle. So last year, he was absurd. Aaron Donald is often one war. For reference, each war is, I mean, and I'm only using war. I know it stands for like a, a short for abbreviation, but I, I, I guess I, okay. War is wins above replacement. Okay. That's what it is. Wins above replacement for reference. Each wins above placements is worth about 50 million to 60 million APY. He wants to be paid for the peak and the chiefs want to be, the chiefs want to pay for the middle. So they want to pay for his middle production and they don't want to pay for what his peak production is. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how that's kind of displayed. Um, I do believe this was a mishandling from the team. I know a lot of people don't want to believe that, but I do because you, you assumed 
for whatever reason that this was going to get done, that he wasn't going to play hardball, and you assumed wrong. And now you're in this position, and you could have made a move, and at the end of the day, I would have been upset about it, but at the same time, I would have understood. Like, I understood for Tyreek Hill. When they found out, when they when the Christian Kirk deal happened a year ago, and they then they found out that this wide receiver market was going to blow up in a way that they did not want it to, that was going to go against their favor of Tyreek, of keep retaining Tyreek Hill. Now there was already a deal on the table for Tyreek Hill, but he already turned it down. And when they found out, when they heard that Tyreek was going to hold out, they weren't going to even play that mess. They weren't not not after coming off an AFC Championship loss. Not you know. And then on top of that, they were having intentions of paying Orlando Brown. So a lot of it was, a lot of it was, hey, why are you just assuming he's going to take a less deal and you not, you know, you not understanding that it could get to this point? When Ty, like I said, when Tyree Kill was going to potentially hold out. They didn't want to play that mess. They went ahead and made the move. You assumed, and now you're wrong. Now Chris Jones is holding out. Now you're in this position, and he's making tweets talking about holding out till week eight. Now, I, I brought this up the other day, I believe. If, if I didn't, because, um, well, I got the episode out on Monday. I think he made that tweet probably either Tuesday, possibly. Um I don't believe that. I really don't believe he's going to hold out to week eight. That's a lot of money he's leaving on the table and throwing away. Um, he does that. He also ruins his tag price next year if he potentially gets tagged. Um, so I, I just don't see him doing that. I think the the whole – a lot of this is like, hey, you had every – you know, I'm just not pushing. And you had every opportunity to pay me what, you know, I was looking for. But at the end of the day, he had every opportunity to sign what the KC Chiefs offered him. Now, we won't ever know what number they actually offered. At least I've never seen it out. I've never seen a report. Another thing is, too, why, you know, why are Patrick and Travis taking these pay cuts on offense? Yeah, I know. So you can have a $20 million left guard and then a $20 million um, a $20 million left guard and then a $20 million uh right tackle i mean i'm sure if that if that's the reason why pat's taking a pay cut then, then cool i'm glad that that money's going towards his protection but at the same time you also got to take care of you other guys too the guys that you homegrown the guys that you drafted the guys that are busting their ass for you you got to take care of those guys i get it the mo is like look we don't like paying guys in the 30s bro we don't like doing it but there ain't nobody like Chris Jones in the NFL right now. And I know a lot of people like to sit there and bring up sack numbers and talking about like, oh, well, he's only had two double-digit sacks and stuff like that. He's a defensive tackle. Back then, defensive tackles were never known to get sacks like that. You weren't – I mean, there were good D tackles, but they were not sack masters like true edge rushers. So him getting, you know, the double digit sacks when he does, you love it. But it's not like this guy, this guy wasn't getting none. 
he also does so much more, commands so much more in the field. Like, you don't realize that offenses have to game plan for Chris Jones. This isn't just some guy. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. That's not just some homer move. It's a true story. It's a true story. Look what he's done in his career. Why are, again, why are uh, you got, why are you having guys take pay cuts? And at the same time, I also heard this in a, um, in a podcast. I, I, I can't remember which pod it was. You have to understand when you start winning a lot, everything's not all fairy tales. Nothing ends in a fairy tale. You're not going to just sit there and think that everybody's going to play kumbaya with each other and say, oh, well, we're all just going to take team-friendly deals so we can all win like 20 championships. No. People want money. People want to be paid. People want to be paid accordingly. And I also try to tell this to other people too. You have to separate the NFL from Pop Warner football, college football, high school football. You have to separate the you have to separate the NFL is its own entity. You know why? Because it's a business full of billionaires and millionaires. And the millionaires are all the football players, and the billionaires are the ones that own the teams that they play for. Money is involved in so many aspects. It's a business. High school football is not a business. College football is not a business. Those guys have obligations. They're students. They they have to still be in life and learn life and then play the game. But this is their jobs. And on top of that, I've said this over and over again. Patrick and Patrick makes so much money off the field. So when people try to sit there and say, well, he's taking a pay cut, you know, Trav's taking a pay cut. Those guys make money off the field, though. Those guys will have so much going on for them when football is done. It just was announced today that the Kelsey brothers have a documentary coming out. You don't see any documentary coming about Chris Jones anytime soon. This is his life. This is his moneymaker. So excuse me for trying to be illogical and trying to think from a player's perspective for a second. I think the Chiefs mishandled this. They should have traded him before the draft to compensate themselves for this year. They didn't do it. And who knows? What if what if what if Chris, what if Chris is salty because they didn't bring Frank back? What if Chris is salty because they didn't bring uh, uh, um, Colin Saunders back. Colin Saunders and Frank came into the Chiefs together. I don't know if people realize that. We we signed Frank that offseason, and Colin was drafted that year. And Chris, they all won a Super Bowl together. Those are his boys. And he begged the Chiefs to bring him back. You mean, I, you mean to tell me that that man wasn't upset the moment he saw his homeboy sign somewhere else and that the team didn't bring him back? You don't think he was upset when he saw Colin Saunders sign somewhere else and they didn't bring his boy back? Now I know they all had a huddle together at the, you know, before the Super Bowl, knowing that this was the per- this was the last ride, probably. But I guarantee you that they didn't bring him back. They didn't bring them back. And that told Chris, look, y'all have money now. Y'all can pay me what I'm asking for. He I guarantee you, Chris would have taken a pay cut if if that meant or taking less if that meant keeping Frank around, that meant keeping Colin Saunders around. 
and not saying Colin Saunders or Frank were guys like they're they're definitely not like all stars, but they were his boys, and they had chemistry in that room, and they played and fed off of each other. So, I I that's what I think. I I possibly think that 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 ruined and put a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth about okay, you're not going to pay my guys and bring them back. Well, guess what? You're definitely going to pay me because I'm Chris Jones. And if you take me off this defense, oh, boy, oh, boy. And I, you know what? I honestly wonder if maybe the, the whole threat of holding out a week eight was more so like, let's see if you guys can continue going on with playing with a shitty-ass defense. Because you know what? Every Every fan, let's be honest here. Let's not sit there and act like if you didn't take Chris Jones off this field, off this defense, that we're not going to have, we won't have any pass rush whatsoever. Zero. No pass rush. Look how they're doing in the preseason. They ain't getting to, they ain't getting no, they ain't getting to the quarterback at all. Let's be honest. They ain't even really getting to the quarterback. They're getting some pressure. They ain't really getting to the quarterback. Chris Jones is that motor. He makes that defense go. They want him there. I'll say this also. I think the Aaron Donald deal ruined everything. You paid a guy super prematurely when a guy was, you know, probably coming off his last great year in the in the league, and this is what happened. And now the Rams are in a freaking stupid ripple effect because they were afraid their guy was going to retire, so they overpaid his ass, and now people want to be close to him. And Chris Jones deserves to be at least is a $30 million pass. He could be a $30 million defensive tackle. So I'm not going to throw – I've never thrown out any contract possibilities. I may, I may have some, but at the end of the day, I I really think that they they need to figure this out really, really bad because this is getting out of hand real quick. And I'm not I'm not sitting there saying that Chris Jones is a I'm not sitting here saying that Chris Jones is saying himself. I do think the Twitter thing needs to stop, even though I know he's trolling. I know it's not serious, but you know, you can't sit there and make a video months ago during the season and tell uh Colin Saunders to stay off Twitter, you know, and stop arguing with fans and stuff like that and bantering back. And then you're you're kind of essentially doing the same thing. Now you're not really arguing, you're just trolling a little bit, but still. All right, Chiefs Keenan, when we get back, we're gonna go ahead and finish up with this episode. We got some questions we need to uh, answer. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? If you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to, I want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review. You can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, You guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on Instagram, and that's at Kingdom Connect. And then you guys can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at BigEKC. That's BigEKC. And like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, we are back. Um, uh, We're going to talk a little bit more about Chris Jones. I'm sure there's some questions that are going to be asked about him. But, you know, like I said, I, I think 
with you know losing Frank and Bink, that could have been a possibility of being a sour taste in Chris Jones's mouth. You know, I almost wonder if, you know, Pat and Kelsey are looking at themselves like, dude, what is going on? Why isn't this thing getting done? You know, like we want him here, you know, and I know let's let's be honest. A lot of fans want Chris Jones here. They they love him. I know there's some frustrations, but they people say a lot of things when when they don't get their way. (laughs) And let's be honest. A lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans want their way. And that way is a perfect football team with their players showing up all the time and being there when they're supposed to under contract. He is under contract, but at the same time, the NFL is a business, and these guys look at themselves as businesses, and they just they go about it differently. When you put millions of dollars in their pockets, things change a lot. Not not trying to justify any good things from the fan base. And again, not trying to justify any good things from the players, but just trying to understand that this is why players do this, because A, they're getting told to from their agency and B, they don't want to hurt themselves. And it's sometimes it's to play hardball because that's just a business tactic, especially in the league. Um. Uh, there's, I don't even know why. The first question: Do you believe there's a wide receiver controversy in Kansas City? No, there's not a wide receiver controversy. I think a lot of Chiefs fans were just like afraid because they didn't know what we had, and now they're seeing what we have, and they're like, oh, "Okay, this actually is fine. This actually may be fine for Patrick." When we all know 15 can sling the ball to anybody. Um. Next question. Do you believe uh, Shane Bouchelle should be quarterback too? Yes, I've said this. I think he should, even though I know he won't. This is not Andy's MO. I think at some point, if they hold on to him for whatever reason, I I, I think that's kind of hindering him in his career. But um, if they do and he's like, hey, I, I love being a, pat, a backup to Pat and I want to grow to be that old guy with him and stuff like that because, you know, it's like, that's why, you know, they keep bringing in these older vets because that's what Andy would rather have. He'd rather have an older vet, and Bouchelle's younger than Pat, even though the guy, Bouchelle's better than all these guys that are bringing in. So, I don't know. Uh, next question. Um, why, won't, why, won't the cha- why won't the Chiefs ever pay anyone? Well, it's not that they won't ever pay any guys. They pay guys. It's just it's it's all about just doing it the right way and priorities. You know, what what is a need now age? There's a lot of things that playing into paying a player, especially Brett Veach's way and what he's learned over the years. Let's be honest. Maybe maybe Clark Hunt also is looking at, you know, this situation, man. You have, you know, even though it wasn't him the first time, Dorsey was the first time like, look. I'm tired of dudes coming up to my office and convincing me that someone's a hundred million dollar pass rusher. And then they're not, you know, so, and not that Justin Houston wasn't great. He still had good years when he got healthy again, but that was a thing. He was, he got hurt, banged up immediately after that big contract. And, and he had Frank Clark and we all know how that, how that played out, even though he was a menace in the, um, he was a menace in the playoffs. Just didn't really pan out in the regular season. But they pay guys. 
it's just all about doing it the right way. We have a $500 million quarterback on our team. What do you mean they don't pay guys? They they paid Joe Tooney. They paid Juwan Taylor. They they paid Justin Reed. They they got guys. It's just, you know, it's all about just doing it the right way. And, you know, they're not going to overpay for a, an aging player. They, they will allow veterans to come to the team, but the veteran will come to the team on their price. Now, I don't think that should be applied to Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones should be an exception. But at the same time, I don't make the decisions. I don't make anything decisions. I'm just a fan who has a podcast just like everybody else out there. We're all fans with podcasts. We're all content creators. We don't know anything. We all sit on our asses and, you know, create content because we love the Kansas City Chiefs. We love football and we think we know what we're talking about. And at the end of the day, we're not in that damn building and we just speculate all the damn time. But that's why we do this. Just being honest. Um, Does CJ really hold out and, uh, and does he have really any leverage? Um, I don't understand how they were asking this. Does CJ really hold out, and does he have real? Does he really have the leverage? Um, I don't. I don't know why he put agency in parentheses, but I don't know. Um, and uh, how? And how does he not understand the Chiefs' current situation? Um. Well, I, I, I guess I'm not understanding that last part of the suit. I'm going to try to answer this first part, and hopefully I can lead it into the second part. But uh, I said this earlier. I don't think Chris is going to really hold out. And if he does, that's it's only going to hurt him, I think, from money-wise. Well, I say that. I say that. And you know what? I take that back because I actually uh, talked to someone about this today on Twitter. No, it won't hurt him financially. What it will do is – Probably the physical part, hey, you know, could be injured, not playing all that time, missing all that time, and then trying to come in back midway through the season. Now, they wouldn't just throw him out there. They're like Some teams would, but they would ease him back into the game. He would be limited, be a situational pass rusher, and then, you know, that, that would be it. But I just don't think he's going to miss any – I just really don't think he's going to miss games – You know, I think he's going to play this all the way until the last part until he can play, you know, so he can play some snaps in the game. And you know what? If he misses the first game. I would hope that it's because he came back, but it's because he came back too late and they weren't going to risk it game one. So. I don't know. This will be, I, I've said this, this will be, I think this will be Chris Jones's last year in Kansas City, unfortunately. I'm there. I I, I still am holding on to hopes of getting a deal done. But right now, I just, I think I'm at the point where I think this is his last year in Kansas City. So that's where I'm at with it. Um. And his agent, okay, I guess they're asking, why doesn't the agent understand the chief's situation as well? Well, that's that's not, agents don't care. Agents, at the end of the day, especially more smaller agencies like the Cass Brothers, who have a bunch of nobodies and Chris Jones, um, they will clam for the most money for their superstars. That's why superstars actually go to these guys, because... These guys convince them that they can get them the most money because they're like, look, I don't have anybody 
that I'm trying to pay, that I'm trying to get paid like, like, like that. You, on the other hand, you need to be paid. And they will convince them. Whether we think it's bad advice or not, it's like it's like a lawyer. They're listening to it's not even though it's not legal or legal thing, but it's like they're taking advice from their uh, from their agent and their agent is telling their his agent is telling them to do this holdout. We're playing hardball until we get their, the number we're asking for is what is what it seems like they're doing. Um, as far as them understanding the the Chiefs' current situation, like I said, I just don't, I just don't agents just don't think that way. Some may, but some really don't. They are they're out to make themselves money and to make their client money. All right, next question: If he does hold out, how does the defense look? Well, um, not good. So that that pretty much answers that. Uh, they'll have they'll have players that will make plays. They're just not gonna be a top defense because I just don't see their pass rush being good unless Karloftis and FAU come out and be something. Uh, what are your expectations for Sky Moore? I've said this. So I've said this. I think before in a, uh, previous episodes. I think Sky Moore is gonna be a 600 plus receiver this year. Um, I think he's going to be utilized a lot in this offense, and I think uh, Patrick's really developed a, a good chemistry with him, especially over the offseason. Uh, does Patrick really cut his hair? Uh, some questions are kind of getting silly. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, if he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I, I personally don't really care. It's his hair. He does whatever he wants to do. I think it looks cool if he wants to chop it, and by all means, dope. I know he mentioned that in the the the, the quarterback show. Um, is it bad for Pat to play in preseason games? Um, no, I think Andy's approach is that he wants his guys to get pl- snaps out there because it's like want to get the warm up. Pat even says I like to take a hit, even though he hasn't been touched um, all preseason, which is good. You know, it's it's rhythm. It's all about just rhythm and getting in the groove of things. And Andy's very old school. He's going to play his guys. And I think that's why we win, because we do it. And a lot of teams don't. And that's why they happen to be in the positions that they do. Um, This is not even a Chiefs question. Don't know why I got asked on a Chiefs podcast, but I'll answer it because I am a Royals fan, not a hardcore Royals fan, but I support my hometown baseball team. Um, do you think the Royals should leave? Uh, well, you know, I think they should figure out how to win first, in my opinion. But at the same time, I don't think ownership and everything else is really caring about that right now. I think they want to relocate because they know that, you know, the Chiefs are pretty much taken over and that's just what it is. They thought they were 10 years ago when we were somewhat relevant, but obviously not the case. And, um, you know, we, we were, we went back to back world series one, one, but same time, it's no longer the situation actually on the verge of being really bad. Like one of the, like almost, I don't want to say they're going to break their own five record. That was a bad team, but who knows? Uh, what happens with Sneed? I don't know, man. Sneed, Sneed, I love him, but dude's been banged up, man. That knee's been killing him. I don't know, man. Spags loves him. He's his guy, but I just and we don't pay we don't pay corners, so I just don't know what's gonna happen with Sneed. I mean, unless he wants to stay on the team, take a team friendly deal, you know, as long as long as Spags is defensive coordinator, I can see him staying. But if we get anybody else, I just don't see them wanting to retain him by any means. 
especially because of the injury, you know, and the the lingering knee problems. They just don't want to just they don't want to run into situations like that. Just holding on to guys that are going to have lingering problems. And I love Snead. He's a baller too. Uh, why does Spags love blitzing? And what coverages will we see this year? Well, I mean, he played a lot of uh cover two last year. Really static cover two last year. I can imagine we'll see the same thing. Uh, he'll throw in some show, show looks like cover three show, but, you know, he'll drop into two, four. He'll play a lot of cover two and four. We'll play some cover five, more man concepts on that with the two deep five man underneath. You will see some cover six at quarter, quarter, half coverage um, at, at times. You know, he's going to run a lot of uh, exotic coverages. That's just always been spags. So you'll see multiple multiple stuff. Um, what will differ this year from 2020 to repeat successfully? Well, we're not bringing everybody back like we did, and um, that didn't really work out for us. I mean, even though we did make it back to the Super Bowl, and it damn sure didn't work out for the Bucks when they tried to do it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, just stay hungry. Don't get complacent. Don't just try to just skid on by just to get to the playoffs and stuff because that's what they did, and we almost lost games due to that. So, yeah, I mean, they won a lot of games in 2020. I mean, we went back to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we could have won it. Should have won it, even though we didn't have a line. So, anyways, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That That's old news. But I think uh, just staying, staying hungry, don't get complacent throughout the year, and just trying to, you know, find that motivation so you guys can get there. And the motivation should be just to repeat, you know, you didn't do it the last time, so this is the, this is the motivation. You got to do it this time, because this is what separates you. The repeating separates you. That's why it separated New England because they did it. And I know Denver did it, but you know Denver was only really a two hit wonder at that time. And you know before that, it just really wasn't happening. The Cal- Dallas Cowboys did it, so. Um, how do you feel about the 49ers QB controversy? Well, I think that how they handled it was bullshit, but I'm not going to speculate too much on that. I think, I mean, nothing against Kyle Shanahan, even though I think a little bit's nepotism from his dad, you know, being all around the league like that, but who knows? I mean, they, I, I, he may always deal with quarterback issues. I mean, that sucks for Trey Lance, but you know, I, I think he should I think he deserves to go somewhere else, you know, get another opportunity because it, it looks like like Donald and Purdy are the type of quarterbacks that he he really prefers. Um, what's a realistic trade for Chris Jones if he were to go to Chicago or we trade him Chicago? Well, I've seen some of the rumors of that possibly happening. Don't I'm not I don't know. I mean, Ryan Poles doesn't have you know, he could, he has the relationship with us. Um, but you know, if it did, I want that, I want that top 10 first round pick because you know, that's what it, that's what's going to be, you know, if, if, I mean, I mean, as far as like their first round pick, it's going to be top 10. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I think that, um, we, if, if they are going to move them first round pick and it should be one of the top, top 10 picks, if, we're going to trade them to a team like Chicago because they they most likely won't be good again this year. So uh, who wins the NFC? Uh, I don't know. Oh, back on the last question before I answer this question. And I, I'm on the fence of not wanting to trade him. But if they are, I only want that. I want a first. I'll take a third 
for 25 for the 2025 draft too, or something like that, or maybe a second round pick, or I'll even take a player, but it's gotta be that first round pick. Uh, who wins the NFC? I mean, the conference is wide open. Who knows? I think it's going to really come down to who has the best defense in that in that conference because there, there really isn't a top-gun quarterback anymore. So, eh, who knows what's going to happen? It's wide open. Wide open. Um, just know that they're going to face our Kansas City Chiefs and they're going to lose in the, the Super Bowl. That's all that matters. All right, last final question. We got to get out of here. Uh, does Andy Reid retire if we win the third and we go back to back? Um, I don't know. I mean, Andy's still on a little bit on that contract that he had the extension a few years ago. I I don't see him wanting to retire because he wants to, you know, stay in this window and wants to coach till the wheels fall off. But who knows? Sometimes when you win a lot, that changes minds. It, it really does. It, it almost makes you feel like, well, I've done a lot. What what more do I need to do? I've won back to back. I'm that coach that separated himself and did that. And, you know, there would be a lot of things that he accomplished. You know, he's already accomplished a lot so much in his career. But I'm just saying, like, this will really, really solidify a lot of things, too. Um I'm going to go ahead and say no. I think he wants to stay in this window with Pat as long as possible. So uh, that's my answer on that. All right, that's going to go ahead and do it for this preview, even though we really didn't preview the game as much. We really just kind of talked about a lot of the news and we had some questions. But um, hope you guys all enjoyed it. I, I hope Chiefs pull out the W this weekend. If not, you know, so what? You just got to, you know, get ready for week one against the Lions. Uh, but Young guys, showcase yourself, do great things, stay healthy, um, try to fight to make this roster, fight to get somewhere else. Um, Got to kick those, you know, we'll uh, – gosh, lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm trying to move too fast. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can figure out some more stuff with this Chris Jones situation. Um, like I said, hopefully it doesn't bleed into the season, but I, I really don't know what's what's going to happen at this point. Um, but yep, that's going to go ahead and do it for the show. Hope you guys all enjoy it. That being said, connect is always real.